0: Welcome to the Born Around the World Podcast, a podcast by the National Security Education Program for Born Awardees, language lovers, and public service enthusiasts. In today's episode, we will be speaking with Charisse Davis, a 2000 born scholar to Brazil. Charisse is a graduate of Spellman College and since born, she has been an educator, public librarian, and most recently elected to her local board of Education. Thank you for joining us, Charisse. Hi, nice to be here. Of course. and uh, You know, what I find so awesome about your journey post born is that after you completed your service requirement, you continue to serve your community in a way that very many may not have the opportunity to as an elected official. So that's really awesome. It's something I
1: certainly never thought I would do, but, um, you know, it's kind of like duty calls and, uh, and here I am. How are you currently
0: serving your community as a board member?
1: So I was elected in November, 2018. Uh, There were some exciting political um, things going on in the the state of Georgia and Stacey Abrams was running for governor. And all of the candidates really did a great job of working together um, and bringing other Democratic candidates along with them, right? So they would uh, campaign for those people. And so we really felt like we were a part of this club Um, And I certainly benefited from having the support of a lot of uh, fellow candidates and also elected officials. And so, um, you know, it was a lot of work. And, you know, come November 2018, you know, we actually that night found out that we did not have as many votes as my um, opponent from the in-person voting. But so many people had voted by mail that by 1 a.m. those results came in. and we won by uh, over a thousand voters, which was incredible. And so I am currently the only woman on our school board out of seven members. And I'm a mom and someone who has been in the education field for 15 years. And so um, this is just kind of an extension, I think, of of the work I was already doing. But as a board member, I am here to represent kids, Um, here to support the staff that work with those kids. But my experience. And of course, being a mom, like I have a lot to say about how we can best help our children. So it's an what honor. What
0: motivated you to take that plunge?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I had a little nudge. I had a big nudge from, from a group, um, Leadership for Educational Equity. And, you know, they asked me about running and I just thought, no way, you know, it's just, again, not anything I thought I would ever do. But there was this built-in support. You know, as soon as I said yes, there was this built-in support to be able to carry it out because you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right, about running and, you know, what does this even mean? And, you know, you look at people as being the type of people that do that, but that's actually kind of been the problem because you always look at certain people as being the ones to run for office and to be elected officials and more of us need to say, you know what, That, that should be me, that needs to be me, and let me run, let me give voters a choice. and you know, let's see let's see what happens. But it definitely started with with you know someone else saying, hey, you should think about doing this. And it was you know, it was a little bit of a back and forth for me internally because I just didn't know what I was getting myself into, but there's not a day that goes by now where I don't where I regret uh, running. I mean, I I think my voice was needed and and I'm just so glad that I'm here.
0: I know you're also a mom and you have so many other responsibilities and campaigning is not an easy thing to do. And especially when you're not a part of the establishment to begin with. So yeah. that process, I'm assuming, you know, what was that like for you? Yeah,
1: the best thing, you know, and what I would tell anyone is just you have to be you. you have to be authentic. And because what what happens is people will buy into what you are trying to do and they will support you they will knock on doors for you they will tell their friends about you their neighbors they will give you money i mean that was the most insane concept of all of this to me and you know i had donated to candidates particularly you know running for offices like president but you know you you think about it and you're asking people to buy into you and your ideas and your plans and so you know, I also had a full time job while I was while I was campaigning. So, you know, you you very much are you have to have a plan, but you also just have to do your best and you don't turn down invitations. You know, there were a lot of really late nights. My kids knew, you know, I mom would be home. Much later, <laughs> you know, oftentimes after 10 p.m., if not later, attending events and just, you know, being out there in the community and letting people know, hey, I'm here, and um, it, you know, it actually, it actually does work. It does work. I uh, beat a two-term incumbent, you know, and again, to be the only woman, I did look at that board. I looked at the makeup of the board, and there was one woman there before who was rolling off of her four-year term. She was not running for reelection, and I just thought, we are. 80% of the workforce, you know, women in education, we are the majority of the parents, you know, supporting our local schools. And it would just have to be a travesty, I thought, if there was not one woman on our local board of education. So that kind of gave me a little extra um, little push to to go ahead and, and
0: jump into this. So what does your day to day kind of look like as a board member?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously now, you know, with the with the shutdown because of the virus, um, things are a lot different. I had actually just stepped away from my day job as a public librarian so that I could uh, spend more time in my school board role, which is part-time. Um, it is a paid position. Oftentimes uh, it's not. It just depends on, you know, the, the size of your district. And so, um, you know, it's definitely not a full-time job. It's not full-time pay, but I just felt like there were so many events that I was having to turn down. And really, you're just, you're kind of like an ambassador almost. I mean, you are, you're showing up to everything. I have been invited to career day as the as the school board representative. Um, I've gone and supported uh, awards at different schools in my district have won. I go to my kid's local school and I, you know, I'll help with carpool and really anyone that asks. It doesn't have to be my kid's school, but you are just you're just out in the community, and you're hearing from parents and kids and teachers and other staff members all the time. And so, of course, I get calls and I get emails. And my job is really to facilitate that person who's reaching out to me as a school board member getting in touch with the person that's going to best be able to help address their concerns. Because it can't be me, you know. As a school board member, uh, we should not be just dealing with the the day-to-day operations of the schools, but you know, we can definitely help people get the information that they need. So I really enjoy that part of it, being able to just help people. I've also kind of been on this, um, I'm always a teacher, right? So I've kind of also been on this crusade of helping people understand how our schools are funded. Um, So I've got my whole little PowerPoint and I will travel with my PowerPoint and uh, help people to understand how this works. Because a lot of it, we don't know, you know, we, we don't know because people don't really take the time to explain it to us. That's, and that's why. And I think there's so much power and in, in, in information so that's mm-hmm. been one of my my biggest tasks here
0: yeah like what are what are kind of like those hard truths that no one really tells you about what you're getting yourself into when you become an elected official that you know might have been helpful to know before
1: yeah I, I i know i mean you you think about it you think about why you decide to get into something like this and you're so earnest about it and you just think oh everyone's going to love me <laughs> and of course that's not true and you know we we know at you know Levels like president and governor and you know there's a there's mudslinging and you know people you're never going to make everyone happy but in a position like this where I'm like every decision I make everything that I do is for kids you know it has been really hard to think that there are people who don't agree with that um, who are looking for things to just pick apart and you know I I've been in the local paper <laughs> plenty of times. And so, you know, I was a kindergarten teacher for a really long time and we love, you know, we'll do cartwheels in front of kids and then we get in front of adults and it's like, uh, you know, get in front of the parents. And so, you know, we, I think are a unique group that just the idea of like being kind of blasted in a local paper, just, you know, it hurts it, it things. It's things a little bit more than someone who probably's, you know, been in business or a politician their whole life. You know, maybe they're a little bit more used to it, but you, you know, you get over it. Because again, you know, why are you here, right? And you're not going to let stuff like that keep you from from the work at hand. And so, but it's just something I wasn't expecting. I wasn't really thinking about it. It's not anything that came up when I was uh, campaigning just in terms of, you know, people people aren't going to like you. You shook things up and in a way that you're not really welcome. And, you know, I I didn't come in thinking that. It's that's been my experience.
0: It's definitely harder when you are the underdog. I mean, you don't have the establishment support, but um, I'm sure you learned a lot of things about yourself and, you know, the reality of public service during this journey. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, again, just this idea of, you know, you're you're fine in front of a group of kids and, you know, you, you love your friends and, you know, but you're not trying to get in front of a large group of adults and talk about anything, you know, and so that's my life now, you know, so I went from being that person who did not feel comfortable. I remember my very first forum um, with my opponent, I was so incredibly nervous and it actually wasn't just the first one. There were several later that, you know, there would be so many people and so many other candidates and some of them seemed so polished and they knew all the things to say. And I would, I mean, stomach and knots, I would just be so incredibly nervous. And now, I mean, just to think about that whole you know, idea of like, if you do something enough times, you know, just how much comfortable, more comfortable you become. And now, I mean, I get in front of any group because this is the thing, like if you just focus on what your story is and what your message is and the thing that you know is important and what the work you're trying to do, like, there's no reason to to be nervous and you don't compare yourself. You know, that's that's the advice that I think I've learned for myself and what I would tell anyone else. Like you are doing great things and yeah, you know, just to be able to talk about it is just a part of that. And so I would say like, you know, I kind of had that in me the whole time. I take in a lot of information. I read a lot and I, you know, like to really understand topics at, at a level that, you know, I don't think you know, your average person has is going to make the time to do, and that's okay, but then that's where I feel like I come in, and, you know, just like we're in this together. I'm also a parent. I'm also um, a member of this community, and, you know, here's some things that we should know.
0: That's a really good perspective to have, and, like, would you say that anyone has the capacity to run for office?
1: I think... You know, I, I tell when I go and speak to kids, um, I my message to them is, you know, you've got two options. You know, I want you to either run for office or support someone that is running for office. You know, I would never, I mean, this is, this is not easy stuff here. And I know how hard it is. It's been for me at times. Um, I also know I, I you know, I kind of that idea of like, you can't do something. It just, gets me going, you know, but I think there's certainly some personality traits that lend themselves to, you know, actually coming out of this feeling like I'm doing a great thing because it can be really hard. Right. But I, you know, I do, I do believe that wholeheartedly, like you may not be the type of person who's willing to run for office and, and put your family out there and, you know, do all the things that that entails, but please be someone who supports a candidate. And that means more than, you know, sending money's great and money's, you know, necessary, unfortunately, and and campaigning, but, you know, you can write the check, but you can also knock on doors. You can host the meet and greet for a candidate and encourage your neighbors and friends to vote for this person. Just getting involved in the process, you know, encouraging people to register to vote and then actually go and vote. I mean, these are the things that are so, so important and, you know, elections have consequences. And so, you know, I hope that message is out there, but I certainly wouldn't tell someone, you know, Oh yeah, like anybody could do <laughs> could do this or should do this. You know, you have to know in your in your heart. I mean, for me, that one piece was just I felt again a sense of duty to do it. I thought because if I had not run, again there would be no women on on the board, and that's important. I mean, I think most people, not everyone, but most people would say that is important.
0: So. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody who really wants to, you know, fall into that first category, really be that person to run for office, but they might have imposter syndrome, may not think mm. they're qualified enough to run for office or yeah. be serving in this capacity?
1: Yeah. Well, what I've learned is like, there's there's only certain people that say that. And oftentimes, you know, I oh, I, I can't do this. I'm not, not one of those people. And oftentimes it is women, um, unfortunately, you know, men, the men that I've worked with, um, that I've encountered, like they do not say that, <laughs> you know, they're like, why not? You know, why shouldn't I be chaired? You know, all of these things, they just, they mm-hmm. claim it and they take it. And, um, you know, we, as women, I think we we do that all the time. And I hope that with just, you know, some of the people that are, are saying like, hey enough of this you know again i had Stacey abrams running for governor who came um, closer in votes than any other democratic governor you know candidate like in, in history um you know she she was like why not me you know and so having that um inspiration was certainly incredible and i think you know for me i look at myself as someone who i hope is inspiring other women to say like okay, I can do that. And we actually have several women running um, in this next election because some of our seats are up for re-election in 2020. Um, and so that's very exciting, you know, it, it, it and it takes that um, – we are not imposters. Like oftentimes the you know, the, the people who are doing this, and if you're a woman, like you are so qualified, <laughs> you're so overqualified, um, it's not even funny. And it's just a matter of saying, you know what? I'm just gonna do this thing that's going to have repercussions for years to come because there are going to be people who saw that you did this and they're gonna think, I can do that too. And you are, you know, not, not trying to be dramatic, but you are actually like making a difference and altering history, I think, for years to come with these kinds of actions. And so, you know, this is powerful stuff here. This is really powerful stuff. And I would say, you know, if you're thinking about it, just tell somebody, tell somebody outside of your family. Like if you have a relationship, you don't even have to have a relationship with an elected official because elected officials are there for the people, right? Set up an appointment with um, someone you respect, admire a local elected official and just talk to them about it and then talk to somebody else about it. And, you know, you'll start hearing people say to you like, oh, wow. (laughs) They may not say, oh, that'd be easy, you know, but they'll say, wow, like that's, you're going to, you're thinking about doing that. Like, okay. All right. That'd be, that'd be pretty great, you know, and, and asking them questions, picking their brain. And, you know, it's amazing what, what you can do from there.
0: Yeah, Sharice, how did you kind of overcome that first jump? Like, what was your first step?
1: Yeah, I so I actually I did you know I I'm giving this advice, but certainly from experience. So like the first person I know, one of the first people that I told that I was considering running for office was my one of my kids' principals, um, my youngest son's principal, um. I think she thought it was pretty out there, you know, just because, again, you've got people in office who have been there going on decades now or, you know, a decade plus. And so I told her, and then I did that very thing. I went down to my local senator's office. But again, this was somebody who, you know, broke the mold and won when nobody thought she would win and um, spoke to her. And I had that conversation with my family because, you know, even if you're, your family is not necessarily knocking on doors, which I hope they are, because that will be your volunteer base. Uh, for the most part, you know, they have to buy in there. We're all running as a family because mom's not going to be here a lot of time, you know, for a lot of the time and, you know, any number of things are going to be going on. And so it's just talking about it. And the more you put it out there, the, I think the less likely you are to like, backtrack from that. I mean, I wasn't going to go talk to my senator and the principals and my family and everybody who would listen and then say, and then when they ask me about it, say, oh, you know what, after all that, I decided not to, you know, it's kind of me kind of, I guess, building myself up to go ahead and do it. And then there's this qualifying period, you know, where you have to go and fill out the paperwork, you pay the fee. And I, you know, there's no going back from that, you know, so. I just had to get to that week in March where where we qualified. And after that, you're in it. You're going to be on the ballot. So you're either going to work for it and get some votes, or you're just going to be somebody whose name was on the ballot and nobody knew. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a waste of time.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like once you come to the terms um, and make that decision for yourself, then your community and your base kind of build up gradually from there.
1: Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. And they want to see you succeed, you know. So then at that point, you feel again that we're duty to the community who's supporting you and the people that are writing you checks. I mean, again, this the funding part boggles the mind, right? It's just, you know, you're just giving me money. It's not a tax write off, you know, but they they want to see you succeed and money is a part of it at this time, right? And so I didn't want to let those people down. I mean, they're giving me their hard earned money because they they want to see me do this. And so I had to give it my full effort. And then at the end of it, you know, whatever the results are, if you can say to yourself, I did everything I could, you know, I did it, I did the work, and it's just not the time right now, then that's one thing. Uh, if you get to the end of it, and you don't succeed, but then you know, like, uh, you know, I could have done more of this, I could have actually went to these events, and all like, that to me wasn't a place I wanted to be in. And I felt like the people that were supporting me deserve more than that. So, you know, they definitely lift you up, your community, your supporters, they lift you up for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Was there ever a moment in your time, you know, campaigning where you realized that, you know, this is really where I, I need to be. Maybe somebody said something nice to you or, or gave you um, some type of reinforcement that really made you feel like this is the work that I'm supposed to be doing despite how hard it is. Yeah.
1: Um, so first of all, I love visiting with kids, um, you know, and they don't know, you know, political stuff about the school board and anything like that. But, you know, when I'm sitting there with them and we're just having like really frank conversations, which is how I was as a teacher. Um, I mean, I, I just, they just, they, they give me so much hope and it sounds like so cliche and all that, but I just, I love having time with them. And, and when I'm presenting about my job as a school board member, I'll put up a picture of the school board and there's always a, 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 at least one girl who will say, you're the only girl. <laughs> and I say, yes, that's right. You know, I am, I am for now. I'm the only woman for now. Um, and that's why more of us need to, need to run for office. And, you know, you can kind of see their, the wheels turning in their brain and just, you know, how quickly they pick up on that Of because representation matters, you know, and I've been in a parade uh, for a homecoming, and a, later a, a mom told me, a mom of color, her, her her kids, they were on the parade route, and she told me later, she was like, I made sure that my kids saw that you were there, like, that you were on this parade route representing our schools um, as a family of color in a predominantly, you know, white community, like, that meant so much, you know, and so I, um, you know, I, I to hear stuff like that again, it just reinforces, you know, that all of any of the bad stuff, any of the hardships, it's all worth it, you know, and it's just I feel very, very honored to be to be their board member and to be here and I'll, you know. I'll be fine, you know, and I, I love too when when someone says to me, I never knew that. <laughs> I never knew that. It's just so simple. But again, I was an educator for a long time, and you never stop being an educator. And, um, you know, I just, I, again, there's so much information or so much power in information. And so um, when people when they learn something for the first time, and it actually helps them make other decisions that just to me is everything. So that's been I've been really proud of that.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing that you've had this opportunity um, to be able to serve your community in this type of capacity. So thank you for joining us today and for sharing your experiences. Thank you. This this is
1: incredible. I, when I studied abroad um, with my Born scholarship, which was crucial to me doing so, I remember feeling like I had become a different person. You know, I was so much more independent, and it was life changing. And the highlight of my college career. And to be doing this podcast now as a an, as an elected official, I think all these things are connected. And the things that um, you know you grow in yourself. And I mean, this is this is all why I'm here. So thank you so much for having me. Um, and I hope that people will remember that if you're not you know, willing to run for office, please support uh, candidates that you believe in.
0: Thank you so much again, Cherise. Thank you. You've been listening to the Born Around the World podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify to subscribe, rate, and view this podcast. If you're interested in participating in the podcast, email nsep at nsep.gov with Born Podcast in your subject line. Thank you for listening.